guys. Welcome to the first edition of the American Wealth Project, where we will be supporting our community by providing essential information tailored to increase the effectiveness of your wealth accumulation plan and your wealth consciousness. Also, we want to highlight members of our community who are experts in their field. These are professionals who are accessible and trusted as resources for those who might need it. We put project in the name because this will never be a finished product and will always be looking to improve. So feedback is very welcome, needed, and appreciated. For this first episode, we're discussing 2023 so far, specifically those of us who set financial goals and some tax changes for the year. First up, we have Jill Scarnetia, who works with couples and individuals who are looking for support in their relationship with money. She is really excellent at talking through spending habits, monthly budgets, and creating a personalized strategy to help get a handle on where the money is going. In this brief check-in with Jill, we talked about the challenges of setting financial goals, and she gives some great advice here on how to set yourself up to win with personal financial goals for 2023. We're already well into the year, and here's some tips on how to stay on track. Here's Jill. Jill, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, keeping with the, the theme here, we wanted to get some resources out and some advice and tips to uh, our clients about going into the new year and Top of mind for a lot of folks is financial stuff, of course, and resolutions. And thought it'd be great to bring you on to kind of talk about that a little bit. You know, a question uh, uh, I have for you is, you know, New Year's resolutions around money and budgeting. You know, any tips on a way for someone to approach this to increase their success? Um, yeah, it's a really good time to look at your resolutions and your financial situation. Um, with the past year, you can go back and kind of look at uh, what you accomplished and maybe what you didn't accomplish and you wanted to and see if you can fit that into your strategy for the next year. I think a lot of times what we struggle with is the challenge of sticking to our New Year's resolutions. So I have a couple of tips um, if we want to talk about that with how we can stick to our financial resolutions. Yeah, that's a great, great point for sure. I'd love to hear what you think about that and how somebody can increase their odds of sticking to their New Year's resolution. Yeah. So I'm. there's three resolutions that tend to be kind of common. One is paying down your debt. Another one is maybe building an emergency fund. Um, and then another one could be contributing more to your retirement uh, funds. And those are really common resolutions. I think they're really good ones to, to think about. But again, they're a little bit hard to stick to. One thing to consider when you're creating your resolution is, does it align with your values? Um, I think if we have resolutions that align with what we value, what we believe in, kind of what gives us that little fire in our belly, we're more likely to stick with them when we're up against, you know, circumstances that are not in our control. Uh, for example, the contrib contribution to retirement, like why do you want to contribute to retirement? You know, do you have some hobbies that you want to pursue in retirement? You don't want to worry about your financial situation. Do you want to do some volunteer work? Do you want to spend more time with your family, with your grandkids? You know, what is it? What is it that you're valuing? So I think it's important to make sure your resolutions really line up with your values. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I can't agree more because like, it's going to get difficult as competing objectives or competing desires come into play throughout the year. And it's just so easy to get distracted and uh, lose focus on the things we say we wanted at the beginning of the year. And um, yeah, alignment with the values and why you want what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it just helps you bring you back because life happens. I mean, you, you, there's things that are just not in your control. It happens. And 
you know, sometimes you have to get yourself back on track or sometimes you just have to accept what happened. But if your resolutions line up with your values, you tend to make the choices that you, that you need to make in order to keep those resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Any advice? Um, for, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say any advice, you know, I'd say coming into this new year, there's a lot of, uh, I'd say anxiety for some folks, not everybody, but some folks have anxiety around money in this new year. And, you know, budgeting is going to be part of that for them, I'm sure. Uh, any advice around dealing with the anxiety? Yeah, I think um, try to restrain from stretching too far too fast. You know, um, a lot of times we go into the new year and we're kind of gung ho. We have these goals, we have these ideas, and we, we just kind of go in like gangbusters. And that can cause anxiety because you might not quite be ready for it. Um, for ex- like, let's take contributing to your retirement as an example. You know, maybe you have this goal that you want to contribute 10% of your income to retirement, um, but that might put some stressors on you yeah. from a financial perspective, you know, from your cash flow, from your budgeting perspective. So maybe instead of doing that, like start off with 3% and then make a promise to yourself to evaluate it in three months. You know, if three, if 3% is a bit of a stretch, do that, make the adjustments that you need to do over the next three months, evaluate it. And then if that's comfortable, now stretch it again and make it 5%. Yeah. And do the same thing. And I think that kind of decreases the anxiety level because you're doing it little by little, but you're still progressing. Right. It's it's basically setting yourself up to win, right? Exactly. Exactly. But a lot of us tend to, and I do it too, we tend to go in and go, okay, I'm just going to change everything to 10% and I'm going to deal with it. But that that leads to the anxiety. That can lead to more stress. And then maybe you end up just not doing it at all. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure I can identify with some of that. I'm sure in some of the goals I've set in the past. So it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, any last party comments? Uh, no, no, that's, that's, uh, pretty much my, uh, my tips. I mean, just have patience, persistence, and, um, you know, have some peace, peace of mind that you can do it. You can stick to your resolutions. All right. Thank you, Jill. Appreciate your time. We'll be sure to check in with you later on in the year, if that's okay with you. And we'll be sure to include your contact information there for those who may want some support in getting those, uh, goals handled this year. Great. Thank you so much, Patrick. It was great talking with you. We'll be hearing more from Jill in the future. Her contact information will be in the show notes, and she is an excellent resource. Next up, we have Norman Golden, owner of Golden Tax Services. Norman has been successfully serving families and business owners as a tax professional for decades now. He's the consummate professional, and when you speak with him, you realize that you're talking to someone who is very efficient, methodical, and doesn't make mistakes. Exactly the kind of guy you want to do your taxes. We talked briefly about the changes to the filing date for most Americans. It's a little different this year, thanks to President Lincoln. Some Yankees trivia for you sports fans, if you catch it. And tax legislation for 2023. Here's Norman. Well, thanks for coming on, Norman, and uh, appreciate your time. I wanted to ask you, I know there was some changes to the deadlines that were put in place in response to the whole coronavirus pandemic. None of that's true anymore, right? No, we're back to... um... We're back to April 15th. Actually, we are now looking at the calendar. It is going to be April, Tuesday, April 18th. And this is, this is an interesting thing. And I, and I, um, I 
follow this in my practice, but I also talk about this in my uh, my tax class that I teach in the fall. Um, prior to April 16th is Emancipation Day in Washington, D.C. And President Lincoln declared um, in 1862, uh, he declared on April 16th, that all the slaves um, in Washington were free, right? And so um, it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago that uh, in Washington, they uh, decided to observe this on an annual basis. And so, um, so now it's it's a holiday. This came up a few years ago where um, the IRS said, okay, April 16th is going to be uh, the due date or, or April 17th will be the due date for um, taxpayers in Washington, but it's going to be the original April 16th for everybody else. There was pushback, there was confusion, and the IRS threw their hands up and said, okay, this year only we'll make it um, the same due date. Well, that went over like a lead balloon. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, since then, uh, they recognize that as a legal holiday, a federal legal holiday. So this is this is the same thing that's happening this year. So. April 15th falls on a Saturday, which makes it the next business day. But April 16th is a Sunday, which means in Washington, they're going to observe it the next legal day, which is Monday. So since April 17th is now the celebration in 2023 for Emancipation Day, everything is pushed back another day. So now that's why it's going to be Tuesday, April 18th. The pandemic uh, due dates are, uh, are over. The, the IRS, rightly or wrongly, didn't handle it too well the last couple of years. So they, they finally said, no, nah, we're just going to bring it back. I guess the only legislation tax-wise that of note was that is the uh, SECURE Act. Right. Right. And I think the key one there is the the R&D change. Yeah. Right? And then, well, what is it? 2032, it's going to go to age 75. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like anything else. If you have um, due dates um, way in the future, I, I, I ignore it. You know, there's... Right. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of the estate tax um, many years ago, back in the uh, back in the aughts, and they said, "Well, the estate tax is going to um, go away in 2010." And we said, "Well, there's going to be two presidents during that period of time, and you know, how many different Congresses that's going to turn over." Right. And they did and nothing happened. And so the estate tax actually went away in 2010 for about um, 11 and a half months. Then when they revived 
the estate tax. They gave people a choice. They could, they said, well, you can either not pay the estate tax or pay the estate tax. But if you don't pay the estate tax and don't file the 706, you don't get to step up in basis. So there was a, a different schools of thought depending on, you know, what's going on. Of note, there was a very famous person who died in 2010. George Steinbrenner. This is the uh, Yankees uh, former owner, right? Correct. Yeah. And so um, the sons who uh, got the team decided they're never going to sell the Yankees. So they decided they weren't going to file the 706 for the step up in basis when they would have to go and pay a large amount of estate tax on uh, on George's estate but that was interesting but the point was you know for the longest time we thought there's no way in hell their congress is going to wait for this to sunset and they did they they couldn't get an agreement on it yeah but, i suppose don't make long term plans for for right. deadlines out in the future that that will probably change when there's multiple uh, Congresses and uh, presidencies involved for sure. As Will Rogers once said, "No man's money is safe while Congress is in session." <laughs> uh, true words. True words. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time, Norman. And uh, if it's all it's all right with you, we're going to check back in with you later on in the year. Very good. That's a great point about dates in the future when multiple sessions of Congress are involved, not to mention presidencies. A good financial plan should have these things as considerations in mind as well. We'll be sure to check in with Norman later in the year. Much more to unpack on Secure Act 2.0, but we'll save that for another show. Jill and Norman's contact information are in the show notes. That's it for this edition. Remember, none of this should be considered as advice. This is purely for education purposes. Have a wealthy rest of the day and stay tuned for more.